Highly Enthused, a shortcut to things worth consuming, presented by two women named Sophie who spend too long on the internet. I'm Sophie Roberts. And I'm Sophie McComas. Welcome back, everyone, to Highly Enthused. <laughs> we were going with that in a real moment I was like what are we highly we should probably discuss our intros <laughs> dive right in but welcome welcome how, how are you uh, I've been cleaning out some of Al's stuff finally after almost two years of just keeping that side of the wardrobe closed and pretending it's not there uh yeah what sparked the clean out um well like I need space I've been like shoving my linen into a shelf in my uh side of the wardrobe and there's just like not enough space for it uh and then I had dinner with my mom a few weeks ago and we were talking about it and she's like you know take as long as you need but like you probably don't need a drawer full of his old socks like you could probably throw those out without too much heartache it's like mm. you're probably right and then so I just like started with that and then kind of went on a roll um, but I think just because he was such, he cared about his clothes so much, like he was a man with style and like just clothes are like so personal. I don't know. So it's just been really intense. So then I did that. Didn't get, didn't finish it. Don't think it's going to be finished anytime soon, but I have officially like emptied out a couple of drawers and cleared a few shelves. So that's step one. Anyone is a petite man who likes striped shirts. The Vinnie's in uh, Coochie is going to have a large number of them <laughs> sometime soon. So please avail yourself of it. And then I also, on the flip side, got a pendant light installed in my sunroom and have been researching ceiling fans. So I'm middle-aged. So have you been doing anything other than watching Emily in Paris or has that filled all your time? Um, I've been lolling over the fact that I read today that KFC is retiring its, its slogan. <laughs> Which you know it it as it's finger licking good after sixty four years because of COVID. Oh wow, an unexpected COVID casualty. Hand sanitizing good doesn't quite have the same ring to it <laughs> when you're eating a bucket of chicken. Well, devastating. It's the end of an era. Yeah, that made me laugh. Speaking of finger licking good, what have you been eating this week? Smooth segue. So I made a shrub. Oh yeah, you did. Have you made a shrub before? I have not made a shrub, but I have been the recipient of my mother's shrub-making activities, and they are delicious. Okay. goes very well with my soda stream. Yeah, shrubs. Let me break it down for you what a shrub is, because it's a very unique name. It is. It's not a plant in your backyard. So normally I, I stew a bunch of fruit on the weekend, just have a like, granola or porridge or yogurt or whatever, um, and I've been putting the leftover syrup, like if it's uh, doing a little blueberry rhubarb number <laughs> of course <laughs> which ends up with heaps of juicy syrup um mm-hmm. i've just been mixing that with my soda at night um or throughout the day <laughs> or at 3am um and a good friend ned dropped over this bucket of amazing mulberries mm-hmm. they have a very lush tree in their backyard and this it has been very good to the mulberry trees this year um so we dropped over this like two kilo box of them and I thought I could make a jam or like a pie, but I didn't want to eat a whole pie. <laughs> <laughs> and I probably would have. Yeah. So yeah, I wanted to make a kind of, shru- I wanted to make a drink, something to um, put with soda. And a shrub is essentially like a apple cider vinegar cordial mm. kind of thing. So what you do is you muddle all the fruit with sugar, like it's like four cups of fruit to two cups of sugar or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, 
really, really like squish it down. All the juices come out. You let it macerate for two days, two or three days in the fridge. After that, you add a couple of cups of, it's all a ratio depending mm-hmm. on how much fruit you have, but a couple of cups of apple cider vinegar and you let it steep for 10 days mm-hmm. in the fridge again. It's not like a ferment thing. It's just a flavor thing. And then you end up with this, you strain it and you end up with this like tart, but sour, sweet, fruity cordial that is so refreshing. Delicious. It's so yum. And the mulberries made it the most pretty color. It was delicious. You can make it with any fruit. I, um, Dear St. Eloise in Potts Point has a really yummy peach one. My mum has done kumquats Yum. with rosemary, which was delicious. Yeah, so good. So if you want to mix up your non-alcoholic drinking game, or you could definitely add gin to this. <laughs> definitely add gin. <laughs> make a shrub. And I think because it has vinegar in it, it lasts for Yeah, and it's not ages. as sweet as cordial. Like it just well, no, doesn't yeah, it has have that. that yeah, it doesn't have that like clings to your teeth and you're like, I've just drunk seven liters of sugar. I'm just trying to replace this sour beer hole in my life. <laughs> <laughs> Only six weeks to go and the sour beer's going to come back. <laughs> what about you? What have you been eating? Um, I, I'd like to say I came up with this, but when I Googled it, I discovered other people had created this before. But so It's impossible to Google stuff and then not be a recipe for it already, right? I know. Look, so I've accepted annoying. this, but I still <laughs> felt accomplished when I made it. So I made a Spanakopita galette. Mm. So I love Spanakopita. It's just like one of my favorite things. I sometimes find phyllo pastry really fucking annoying to work with. We've discussed this previously. I ended up making pastry, which is more annoying. But um, for me, it's like the filling is the thing I really, really love about Spanakopita. I love the greens. I love the dill. I love the feta. It's just like delicious. And so then I'd also, I've signed up to Alison Roman's got a newsletter Mm -hmm. um, and she had a whole thing about fruit galettes. And I just felt like they were having a moment. Everywhere I looked on Instagram, people were making rhubarb galettes and berry galettes and tomato galettes. And so I was like, I want to combine these two things. And then of course, as I said, I Googled it and I found a recipe Um, and it was actually on a flower company website of all things. I made a like very rough kind of pastry using whole wheat flour to give it a bit more kind of wholesomeness, I guess, or like toothsomeness. And I'll be honest, when I was making it, I was like, there's no way this will ever come together. It was so short and crumbly. I was like, I have fucked this up. I don't (laughs) make pastry very often. There's a lot of chilling involved. And I wasn't confident that I had succeeded until it came out of the oven. At every stage, I was like, this is a disaster. What have I done? (laughs) We're just going to have to pick the filling out of the galette. But it actually was totally successful. So I actually like using Swiss chard instead of English spinach. Mm, I don't know. A bit more heft to it. Yeah, it's it's just like really green and delicious. And it's, I think, a little bit milder in flavor. Sometimes spinach can just be like very irony and... too healthy um but it's really simple i just like take the leaves off the stems blanch them really quickly in boiling water drain squeeze all the moisture out and then this recipe that i used had leeks and onions and garlic so if you don't like alliums not for you you like cook the leeks and onions down add the garlic saute that for a bit and then you add in greens herbs i use dill and parsley it's actually quite nice with mint sometimes just a little bit of mint tossed in as well um salt pepper they said add nutmeg didn't have nutmeg didn't use it tell me if you use nutmeg and it's even better i'm sure it's great so then you cook that off a little bit till it kind of cooks down 
and then you take it off the heat and that's when you stir in feta pine nuts and an egg or two eggs if you like me accidentally make double and have enough for two galettes instead of one galette because you didn't read the recipe properly two galettes is better than no galettes yes it was delicious so then you take the very rustic pastry out and you kind of bash it into a shape and freak out a second time and then pile the galette filling in fold it up i think there's a bit of an egg wash and then they're like Put it back in the fridge to rest for up to, to for about 45 oh, minutes, what? which I had not read when I read the recipe. And I was like, I have not factored this into my dinner time plans. So I put it, one of them I put in for like 10 minutes while the, the oven was still heating up. And then I was like, that'll be fine. But it has to be fine. <laughs> and then cooked it off. But it was really delicious and decadent and super yummy. And just had it with like a salad on the side, with like fennel and oranges and olives. And it was great. Yeah. Galettes are so good. You just wrap whatever you want up in pastry. And it looks really impressive when you mm. pull one out and you like put it down. Mom and dad were like, wow. I was like, yeah. I was like, well, it was actually quite fiddly with the pastry. <laughs> Not something I normally do at home. But there's no like meat edges that you have to deal with. No like lattice. No, <laughs> you just have to trust that it's gonna be fine and not have the doubt and fear and anxiety that you've managed to ruin the pastry. And it really doesn't look like it's gonna work, but it does. Mm. So that was my adventure with pastry. Um, but it was worth it in the end. Okay, what have you read, watched, or listened to this week? Watched Lost. movies. What Yay, did you see? I love the movies. <laughs> <laughs> Don't we all? Missed you, movies. <laughs> I saw Sophia Coppola's new film, On the Rocks. Oh, where is that showing? Uh, just at the Palace. Okay. Which is, there are a few a few Palace cinemas in Sydney. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know where you guys could watch it in Victoria, but I'm sure you'll figure out a way. I think it's Apple TV. Oh, great. Yeah, I think it might actually be on Apple TV. Brilliant. We'll confirm that for our newsletter. Um, but... Yeah, so I love everything Sophia Coppola does, but this is Rashida Jones, plays a kind of tired, strung out New York mother, married to the gorgeous Marlon Wayans, Wayans, who is so gorgeous in this movie, and he he's like started up this really successful company, is traveling a lot for work, they're in a rut, they're not like connecting or talking that much, and she gets this suspicion that he's cheating on her with a co-worker. Mm. She has one of those situations, yeah, where she goes to a work party and, like, has never met any of his colleagues and they're all, like, fawning over him and she's really um, left out and feels weird and that just amplifies everything. In steps the brilliant Bill Murray, Mm -hmm. who every sphere couple of film he's in (laughs) is just so great. He plays her father and he's just, like, at his finest. Like, Like the most Bill Murray? Yeah, he's, like, this raconteur, like, super rich kind of old playboy he's an art dealer Mm -hmm. of course yep and knows everyone and everywhere cool all the stories of new york he keeps like ranting off all these crazy facts about new york and like life um and takes her on this kind of like goose chase to find out if dean the husband is actually cheating and it's this you're kind of kind of waiting for this moment of realization or like Disaster. Yeah, like a confrontation. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but it ends up being this really beautiful story between the father and, and, and his daughter. And I just smiled the entire time. Like, I, I loved it. It was it's a beautiful love letter to New York as well. Um, <laughs> they go on these, like, bar crawls, martinis at midnight. He picks her up in these, like, old cars and just whisks her off 
to follow her husband. Yeah. <laughs> I really made Miss NYC, but I, I really recommend it if you're after being charmed for yeah. two hours. And aren't we all? By Sophia Coppola. <laughs> Charm, charm is in short supply. Exactly. I'll take all the charm I can get. I loved it. I've been waiting for it to come out for so long and I would see it again. Okay, well, I need to see it. it. So yeah, sure. <laughs> come along. That's On The Rocks at Palace in Sydney, but apparently on Apple TV. Look, I might have made that up. We will verify that. And if you are looking for facts and not random thoughts I have, you can sign <laughs> up to our newsletter at highlyenthused.substick.com and we'll let you know where you can watch this. What have you been re-watch listening? Okay, so uh, once again classic for me a book (laughs) that's all I do um so this is a book called the everlasting meal by Tamar Adler and this came out quite a few years ago and I actually bought picked up a copy of it when I was in America last year in New York but only read it recently um and so it's a food book and I would say it sits really comfortably like sort of in between Laurie Colwyn in terms of that really warm, approachable, non-terrifying, um, very like homey take on what cooking is. But also like on the other end of the spectrum, Salt, Fat, Acid, Heat by Samin Nosrat. So really about like an approach to cooking and don't worry about recipes. Here's like how to think about food and grocery shopping and meals and meal planning. And so it's kind of like a, and a way of thinking about of cooking rather than being really recipe driven like a cookbook um, and apparently she actually modeled it on mfk fisher's classic how to cook a wolf oh yeah which i haven't read but i really need to it's i've read a few other mfk fishes but um similar kind of concept and honestly if you are in the all i do now is cook and wash dishes and then cook some more stage of quarantine and or life this is the perfect book for this. So Tamara Adler, Adler was originally an editor at Harper's Magazine oh, yeah. when she had a kind of mid-career shift and went and cooked with Gabrielle Hamilton at Prune oh. in New York. And then eventually, I think she opened her own restaurant, but then ended up working with Alice Waters at Chez Panis. So very like high pedigree of that kind of classic, beautiful, produce-driven cooking. Mm-hmm. And the title kind of comes from this sort of idea that comes through the whole book around that meals are not things that happen you know you get a recipe you get the ingredients you cook it you eat it it's done it's like a closed package but more the idea that when you're cooking at home like every meal feeds into the next one so you know you roast a chicken and you have the roast chicken and then you Mm -hmm. have a sandwich the next day and you make broth the day after that or you have a salad with some like hearty greens and they become the filling of an omelette for the next day which isn't a new concept but she really kind of guides you through it and it is in no way like fussy or intimidating I think the first essay is literally called how to boil water and then it's about the premise of like how to boil vegetables and what to do with them and how to cook. It's like very approachable. And then one of the best essays is this one in the middle, which is called How to Build a Ship, which I think is very prescient right now because it's literally about how to fall back in love with cooking if you've fallen out of love because of the drudgery and the exhaustion or if you've never loved cooking, if you've always found it hard or intimidating or it's like a little bit too much. And there's this quote that I loved, which is, let smells in let the smell of salt remind you of a paper basket of fried clams you ate once squeezing them with lemons as you walked on a boardwalk let it reach your deeper interest when you smell the sea and remember the basket of hot fried clams and the sound of ski balls knocking against each other let it help you love what food can do which is to tie this moment to that one Mm. and it's just like it actually reminded me a lot of like the kind of food writing you love and molly weisenberg and it's just it's not precious it's not like too twee about food it's just really like guys we have to eat every day (laughs) 
whether we like it or not. And so we should find ways to make it just intertwined into our life. It's, it's glorious. Awesome. It's really beautiful. And I think it's sort of, it's a bit under, no, not known very much, or, but I think it really informs a lot of the food writing that I really love. I could sort of see echoes of other writers that I'd really enjoyed. So I really rate it. Honestly, this, along with the one I recommended last time, the Eula Bliss, or Eula Bliss um, uh, inoculation, just hand these two books to everyone at the beginning of COVID and be like, <laughs> here you go. This is what you need. This will get you through. Exactly. Um, so that's An Everlasting Meal by Tamar Adler. Excellent. And it's just delightful. Okay, so are you doing a do or a buy this week? I'm doing a buy. Oh, great. Again. That's fine. <laughs> sometimes it's where we're at. You're at that stage. Well, sometimes you set um, goals and you just don't meet them. Well, I'd also say you have a changing body <laughs> and a changing life. And sometimes you need more things for that. But this does roll on like a meal should roll into the next meal. Yeah. This recommendation is a roll on from previous week of my beach chair. Oh, great. Um, another problem I had was swimmers. <laughs> <to Yep. wear. laughs> While on said beach chair. Yep. And I have found the best brand of swimmers possibly of all time. Okay. Well, this is a big call and I would no, like I to hear more. <laughs> no, we have never exaggerated once in our life. <laughs> So I found them in a bit of a roundabout way. I found them in an ad for a hat company or a <laughs> towel company or something. This and is the, like peak capitalism. Yeah. And the model was wearing, she was pregnant and she was wearing these swimmers that looked amazing on her, a one piece. And I was like, I don't give a shit about this hat or this towel, but like, what are these swimmers? And I went into the comments and that's apparently all anyone else wanted to care, yeah. know about it as well. And I stumbled upon this brand called You Swim, mm-hmm. which is a UK company. Uh, all these bathers are made in the UK and pretty ambitious, I guess, in that mm-hmm. they've done away with sizing. You don't wow. choose a size when you buy a pair of You Swim swimmers. You just use a color and a style. They come in like bikinis and one pieces, a couple of different styles of both and lots of different colors. But it's like their big marketing thing is that there's eight sizes in one. A size eight gal could wear the exact same swimsuit as someone who was eight months pregnant, like myself. <laughs> <laughs> which is kind of really hard to get wrap your head around until yeah. you try these swimmers on, Yeah. which I did. I was like, mm, I don't know if this is gonna work. I pulled them on and was like, oh my freaking God. She sent me a very fetching selfie. I sent like um, thirst trap photos to about <laughs> four friends at the same time. I was it was like, great. Look at this. <laughs> it's amazing. So they're made from this really, really stretchy and soft and kind of a little bit thick woven nylon and elastane. So they stretch with every curve of your body mm-hmm. um, and are meant to yeah I guess fluctuate as your body would fluctuate COVID or no COVID <laughs> or pregnancy or no pregnancy and once you take them off they just snap back like they don't look stretched out when mm-hmm. you wear them they look exactly the same yeah like everyone and it blows my mind how comfortable they are so impressed the colors are cool there's lots of them there's like crazy neon colors i got a color that's kind of like a gray blue pretty much because it was the only one left yeah like there is a long waiting list for these because they are incredibly popular and i now see why i couldn't believe it like it was really impressive and so now i'm comfortable and on a beach chair on a beach chair (laughs) and don't feel like squeezing into my old space which just (laughs) isn't isn't that possible right now um so yeah check them out 
You swim. What about you? Do or buy? Mine's like kind of a do, but you do have to buy something to do it, but it's not very expensive. Mm -hmm. And it is the Couch to 5K app training program. You did very quickly mention this. I did. I mentioned it. I mentioned that it was spring and as daylight savings comes every year, so too do I download the Couch to 5K app in the hopes that I will learn how to run. Um, And most years I fail. Most years I get to like week two and run four and I'm like, and I'm out. I'm done. I hate this. I'm not going to do it. Because I've always had in my brain that I hate running. I'm not good at it, that it's terrible. Because I did other exercise growing up, like dance classes and swimming and stuff. So I was just never thought of myself as a runner. But this year I've made it, I'm in week three. I just have been feeling so sluggish and like I haven't been moving much. Even though I go to exercise classes, it's like I get on the bus and I go for 45 minutes and I come down, come back, but I just haven't been moving much. All the and incidental Yeah, because it's like my 50 square meter apartment, like get up, go to the bathroom, which is right there go to my desk which is the other side of the bus like it's just not I'm not moving like some days I get like 1100 steps in yeah it's just not many steps um and so this forces me out of my house and I don't hate it as much this time as I've done every other time I definitely need to stretch more it's one thing I always forget Mm. to do but it's just like it's 27 to 30 minutes And that's it. And I can literally time it. They tell you when you're halfway, I'm like, cool, time to turn around. And so I turn around and run back. There's no lead up. I just put my gear on. I've done it at a lunch break, like going for a run on my lunch break. Who the fuck am I? I don't know who I am, but you know, so it's an identity crisis and an app in one. So it used to be free and like with ads. Now you get like the first week free. And then I think it's 15 bucks which is not cheap for an app but I just was like screw it I'm just gonna do it and then if I commit money maybe I'll trick myself into continuing with it um but it's not like annoying they just basically tell you like start running walk run walk you're halfway well done good job back to like silence you can't really listen to music while you You can you can I I listen to music and podcasts it just kind of takes over the sound when they talk and then it drops back um, but yeah, it forces me out of my house. I live on a beautiful stretch of coastline. It actually means I go out and look at it and it, that helps distract me from the heavy breathing and the, the hard running. Uh, but it's, it's good. And it's, I'm not, I haven't really had the runner high, but it feels really good to stop. Never experiences runner high. Everyone talks about it, but it does feel nice to just like move. And like, this is cheesy, but like, I'm grateful that I'm in a healthy body that can run. Like, and I'm, you know, and like, I can feel like, like, you know, I've, I've been reading about people who like are our age and got COVID and have not been able to exercise for months after because of exhaustion and things like that. So it's just, you know, those moments of gratitude to still be well enough to go for a run. Um, However, if you hate it so much, like I hate running so much, I'm just like, I'm just not going to do it. Well, see, the thing is, is it's really about you only of the 30 minutes, you only run for about eight of them. You do like a minute and a half running and then a minute and a half walking and then a minute and a half running and then a minute and a half walking. And, and I've gradually Yeah. Currently, it's like minor. I'm doing like a minute and a half run, a minute and a half walk, two and a half minute run, two and a half minute walk, two. And then like, that's it. You, you run like five times. <laughs> so it's really like a brisk walk with some running interludes, but it's all right. I mean, maybe don't do it right now, but (laughs) (laughs) you can work up to it. 
So that's the Couch to 5K app. I'm doing the paid one. There are lots of free ones as well that I'm sure are really good as well. It's just also good to try something new that you, I mean, I do it every year, but <laughs> to try again and see if you can like it. Things have changed. So yeah. All right. What time is it now? It's a fast five. Fast five. Fast just five. Fast five. I love to sing. <laughs> I love to sing. <laughs> I love to sing. I'm going first. You are. Hit me. Cool. So really cute little random present idea. The smile tiles. Tell me more. I found this on the editor of Frankie Magazine's Instagram. Sophie Callagas. Always a very good um, finder of cute things. Are you Bye. sneaking in an extra recommendation to your class five? <laughs> Not Just on. a quick one. <laughs> um, so these are like really fun, funny little self-deprecating artworks um which are just simple bold black text on a white square tile amazing like a ceramic tile yeah yeah that you can hang on your wall or like prop up on a mantelpiece or something some are a little like keep calm and carry on vibe which i'm not really into but some are just like great and really hilarious my favorite one is rest you beautiful busy idiot (laughs) yes i love that thank you and the other one that's really good is just Ha 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 ha. Oh dear. That's yeah. like, uh, the world. 2020 yeah. on a tile. <laughs> Just so funny. I love them. They're really simple. They're made by an artist called Sam Leighton Dorr, who runs a studio called Sad Man Studio. I think it's in Melbourne, but I have to double check that. I think it is a really cute present. Or just make someone feel better. Yeah, great. And just something that you pass every day and you're like, lol. Yes. Yes. Correct. Rest. (laughs) Rest, you beautiful, busy idiot. (laughs) So that is the smile tiles. Um, Very good. The next one is a new brand, which I'm really sorry they're all sold out, but they will be back. (laughs) Called Thecla Design Tableware. It's a range of all hand sewn in Sydney, super small run napkins and tablecloths. Yeah. They're made from repurposed vintage fabrics or dead stock. So like off cuts of fabric, which means that they are really small amounts of each style. Which I'm sorry. Which is why they're (laughs) Yes. But they're so cool. I really, really, really want to get my hands on some next run. They're kind of the opposite of that minimal earthy tones which is not my house or your house really we're not really a minimal no we're not kind of (laughs) kind of family here they're really cool like different check colors like there's this um red and orange check pattern which is loud and awesome um really bold kind of florals there's these tiny faded colored stripes because they're all vintage and dead stock that means that this collection will be completely different next time. Yeah. And I know she's working on it. So that is Thecla Design Tableware. Very cool. Uh, the next one is a little close to home, but I just can't not mention it. Because <laughs> my husband's opened a pasta shop. Oh, yes, he has. So fun. It's called Fabrica. It's so in the CBD, uh, in the fancy section yeah. of the CBD. And the acne store. Yep. So if you need a $700 t-shirt and some pasta, you've come to the right place. That's for sure the pasta does not cost much, as much as the t-shirts. But yeah, you basically go there and buy all the fresh pasta that you want. It's all displayed in a kind of glass cabinet a la Very luxe. store. Yeah. <laughs> There's all these fresh produce to make incredible bread. And I've been dining out on that at home like every Friday. I went the other day and had the potato focaccia, Mm. which was insanely good, especially because they put oligasty anchovies on top (laughs) just to gild the lily a little bit. So delicious. 
So good. Yeah. They make sandwiches, pochetta sandwiches, all kinds of sandwiches. They're super limited every day. And yeah, all kinds of like fancy produce. My favorite vinegar is the Benito vinegar. I know. I saw it. I almost bought a second bottle. So good. So check it out. Fabrica. (laughs) F-A-B-B-R-I-C-A. It's on King Street in Sydney CBD. The merch is also excellent. I know the totes. I need a tote. I got so many chow totes now. My house is just like chow, 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 chow. chow. Everywhere there says chow. Next one is an episode of the 7am podcast, which is by the Saturday paper, which I, I listen to most days, but sometimes I find it incredibly politically granular, which mm-hmm. I'm not really up for at 7am. <laughs> no, it's Emily in Paris and KFC for you at 3am. <laughs> exactly. Um, I do really enjoy the work of the, um, of the presenter, Ruby Jones who's excellent and calm and detailed. But this episode was an interview with Helen Garner. Most episodes bounce off an article that's come out in the Saturday paper. So if you do read that publication, it's like a more in-depth view at a couple of things, which is really cool. And it's Helen Garner's lockdown diaries. So Helen has kept diaries her whole life. It's part of her daily process. She loves it. And she really speaks about her experience of Melbourne lockdown. She lives in Melbourne and her emotions, her observations and just her strange interactions with people, Mm. which render her extremely full of rage, (laughs) like unexpectedly. She really examines like why she's feeling like this. She's so articulate and moving with her Mm. words. I just absolutely was glued to every single syllable. It's a brilliant episode. I really recommend you listen to it. And yeah, really just waiting for the day that Victorians can I know. live in their COVID normal reality, which I think is getting closer. Hopefully, yeah. And I think Helen really articulates the, a common feeling oh, yeah. down there right now. Um, so I really recommend listening to that on the 7am podcast. And I didn't want to end on that one. <laughs> so I shuffled things around. I bought yesterday these awesome linen shirt dresses from Zara. Linen summer for you. Hells yeah, I'm going to be wearing these every day. I bought them in all the colours, <laughs> which is only black and white. Um, but then there's like long, like pretty low to mid calf, slightly longer at the back, mm-hmm. just shirt dresses with buttons at the front that are like opposite colours. Sleeves roll up to three quarter and just really loose and light and breezy. And breast fe- so breastfeeding cool. friendly. Well, yeah, everything's got a button from now on, so <laughs> I'm stoked to find something cool. <laughs> They're only 90 bucks. I mean, if I don't see these all around town, I'm going to be spread. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> um, so they're from Zara. Definitely check them out. They do ship from online now, which is handy so that's my first paper this week that what you got um so i have fancy soap which is a cliche for the two of us we love a fancy soap we're all about hand washing these days we're all about hand washing so this is a portuguese soap the Mm -hmm. brand is called klaus porto apparently it's been around since i think the 1700s uh but i found myself in david jones randomly the other day after eating a potato focaccia at fabrica and i was in that fun like the miscellaneous beauty brands where they're all like there's just like little there's no big uh displays like it's not like there's no it's not the clinique display or whatever it's just this random section where they have all these small brands yeah and my eyes were just drawn straight to this wall because all the packaging looks like Portuguese tiles. They're these like really oh, cool. beautiful bright colored packaging. It's paper packaging and then the um, 
soaps are wrapped in like glassine paper inside so you pull them out and they're like wrapped up in this little package so it's completely plastic free and it's just a really lovely simple soap not super cheap i went into that uh david jones haze where you just buy things and then you're like what the hell did i just do how much money did i spend it's like 27 dollars. but it is a big soap and mine smells like lemon verbana and they have other scents as well like poppy and cedarwood poppy what kind of scent is that i have no idea i didn't get that one on purpose <laughs> i was like i don't know what this is giving me is it opium yeah <laughs> is there a scent for that but no the the lemon verbana or citron verbana if you're speaking Portuguese, which I do not speak, uh, is lovely and freshens up the whole bathroom. Nice. It's like a really big, chunky shape and they've got these little dents for your fingers on one side. I truly cannot believe how long bars are so blast. I know. It's insane. I mean, I I used to spend a lot of money on those bloody Aesop body washes. They run out so fast. So fast. Like, it's like six months or more for a bar bar of soap. Well, so I really made an investment is what I did (laughs) in the David Jones beauty section. So that is Klaus Porto Portuguese soaps that I got at David Jones. I will put a link to those. The second one is a New York Magazine column by a woman named Molly Young. The column is called Read Like the Wind. And it's in Vulture, the sort of uh, culture uh, subheading or Mm -hmm. subtitle under the New York Magazine brand. And it's just brilliant book recommendations. She used to have a free newsletter that I subscribed to and then it got uh, sort of taken on by New York Magazine. And she doesn't just do the most recent books. She does do books that have come out like in the last sort of month or so, but she often finds just like really obscure odd like esoteric recommendations and she has a spreadsheet where she solicits recommendations i have obviously gone in and given recommendations it's my one calling in life is to give people book recommendations so she'll do sort of three short reviews that are the main headlines and then she'll sum up after the review like she'll have a read this if you like and she'll kind of do a free association series of things that like to try and sum up the mood or feeling of the book so the one in the recent one was like read this if you like Stephen King John le Carre The Perilous Allure of Benzodiazepines The Western Game by Ellen Raskin and Tier 2 Fun <laughs> Just, Whoa, I know, but it's just like she kind of tries to sum up the mood and then she has like lots of little quick recommendations as well and it's just very like fun and it doesn't take itself too seriously and there's always something you haven't read there it's not just the same five books that are doing their sort of Instagram mm. rounds or New York time rounds great. Um, really great always something good in there so that is Read Like the Wind by Molly Young on New York Magazine comes out every month um, and she's got a whole archive as well that's worth diving into from her newsletter days my third recommendation is not a sexy recommendation. This is actually something that I grew up with that I had to revisit recently. I woke up with, you know, when you feel that burny lip feeling and you wake up and you're just cracked, like yes. just like peeling, bleeding, excruciatingly sore, dry lips. I could feel it coming on and then I woke up and I literally like my skin was so dry that it like bled. So horrible. Yeah. So this is a recommendation for lanolin. I do not mean the cute brand Lano Lips in the pastel colored packaging with the little sheep on it. No, no, no. I mean the tub of pharmacy brand anhydrous wool fat that is lanolin. It is like $5. You buy it in a glass jar at the pharmacy. It is just the, for everyone who is not Australian, lanolin is a product that comes from the wool of sheep. 
So sheep are completely waterproof because of this product. That this like a thing that just coats their wool. And part of processing wool is to remove this uh, grease, essentially. I'm not selling this product at all. But it kind of is a natural version of something like Vaseline, mm. but better. It is when you put it on and you have to do it at night. I've done it when I've had cracked like skin between my toes or really mm. dry elbows or anything like that. Or if you get really dry feet. But the main use is like the burny, horrible dry lips. You just smear this on in a layer and it seals in everything. <laughs> Nothing can get in. No moisture can get out. So it just traps every bit of moisture into your skin. And then honestly, after two nights of doing it, my lips were completely fine. Excellent. And I've done, I've used everything. I've done pore ointment. I've done Vaseline. I've done, none of it works as well as this. This mm. is the true... The true people know, but I'm sorry, it is the least sexy product I will ever recommend to you. Anhydrous wool fat is maybe the least sexy phrase in the world, but it is magical and it is natural. There's no petroleum products being used and it costs about five bucks. So thank me for that later. Everyone in Europe going into winter, this will save your life. Okay, slightly more exciting option. <laughs> Fourth one, uh, East 33 Oysters. So this is this really cool company that kind of sprang up because all of these oyster farmers, when the restaurants shut during lockdown in Sydney, had nowhere to send their incredible products. We're very lucky here. We obviously have amazing oysters in Australia. And they actually were kind enough to send us um, a couple of dozen oysters a few months ago in peak lockdown, which were delicious. But I actually bought some of these for my sister's birthday. We had a little get together yesterday. And so I sent her two dozen oysters and they are so great they're shocked or unshocked you can choose i got them delivered shocked because i was like i just can't be bothered it was just like a get together and i was like i can't be bothered to yeah. deal with this but i think getting them unshocked is great because then you can like prep them and you get all of the beautiful liquor in them rather than the kind of draining out so they also do they have just standard sydney rock oysters which are great and really delicious but every i think they do it seasonally they'll feature three different oyster farmers who do like really specialist beautiful uh, oysters and they'll do full tasting notes from them and so you can pick a mixed platter where you get a dozen from each i think that's a hundred for the three dozen or um, you can just pick one of the farms that you want to, to try um, and just get two dozen delivered from there. So the just the standard Sydney Rock Oyster ones, I think are like $60 for two dozen. And I got my sister picked one that she liked the sound of because they have really cool tasting notes on there where they show you like the umami versus the sweet versus the salty versus creamy. Um, so she picked ones that she want. I got two dozen delivered for, I think it was 69 bucks. So like, it's not cheap. But it's like a really lovely treat and it's just like so nice and they literally deliver the next day and if you're in Sydney it's free delivery. And you can do a subscription. I know. Imagine. <laughs> right? Like it's Friday, my oysters are arriving right. any minute. But I mean for a Christmas present, if you have like a particularly luxe friend who has everything they need, they do not have an oyster subscription service. Oh, good. So I'm I mean so keen for that. Oh, I'll keep that in mind. Yeah, you'll have your baby and your oyster subscription service will kick in. So that's East 33 Oysters. Really great company. And it's also just so nice to know that you're supporting local producers, especially because a lot of them are based on like the South Coast in New South Wales, mm -hmm. which obviously got ravaged by the bushfires last year. Um, so yeah, awesome little initiative. Cool. Um, and then my final one is a bra for our current times, which is the Bonds Original Triangle Crop Bra. There is no underwire. It is soft, it is comfy, it's just enough support. I have literally worn pretty much nothing else the it whole way so through this pandemic. They come, generally they're like black 
white and like a, I'm doing inverted commas nude color but like beige it's not great if you you know not uh, beige colored <laughs> it's not really nude but I think if you go in store you can sometimes get them or they do seasonal range so I have them in a nice light lilac-y purple color I think I've seen them in like a pink as well but they're honestly they're just so comfortable just like buy a stack of them and you'll never wear anything else and you'll be comfortable forever they're so comfy and the the, the underband is like this really nice thick solid yeah. elastic that's just as comfy doesn't ride up doesn't dig in it's great it's everything you need so that's it that's it that's everything we've got time for comfort deliciousness fancy soap to buy, fancy soap <laughs> shrubs linen i mean we're just garners in there i know we're just doing the summary for the writing notes <laughs> at the end of the episode guys in case you didn't listen for the last hour so much good stuff where do you get all the links in our newsletter highlyenthused.substack.com where can you email us highlyenthused at gmail.com what's our instagram handle highlyenthused if you haven't figured it out by now i don't know what you're doing when will we be back <laughs> two weeks time for our season four finale Wait, I thought we were doing two more. Are we doing two more? Yeah, it's not. I thought we were doing just next week and then we're done. Nah, there'll be one more. Okay. Hopefully. (laughs) See you guys then. See ya. Bye. Really descended into chaos at the end there.